Hi there! Welcome to episode 18 of the Waveback Music Podcast. Today's episode is Little Big Planet for the PlayStation 3. Enjoy! Hello again, this is the Waveback Music Podcast. My name is Chris. And my name is Vicky. And we're here to discuss and share with you some of the most interesting video game music there is. We're doing something fun today. First, I would like to officially announce that Vicky here is going to be sticking around. Yay! I made the t- Yes, yay! I made the decision recently that for as much as I enjoy doing this show, which is a lot, it would probably be more interesting for people to listen to if I had someone to talk to. Uh, I think it's been working out pretty well so far, and um, so you're welcome officially to the team, Vicky. Thank you. The other reason I wanted a co-host was to find a different perspective to pull soundtracks from, and that's where today's episode comes into play. Starting this week, barring any sort of special episodes or weirdness, Vicky and I will be taking turns picking the subjects for episodes, and this will be Vicky's first pick, and from what I've come to understand, it's quite the eclectic soundtrack. I am talking about Media Molecules, Media Molecules claim to fame, Little Big Planet for PlayStation 3. <laughs> Now for some history. Little Big Planet was released on October 27th, 2008 exclusively for Sony's PlayStation 3. It was a create a game type of experience that Sony put some serious marketing muscle behind, and with good reason. The game had a sort of universal appeal that the PlayStation 3 was sorely lacking at the time, and this new game's mascot, Sackboy, was so adorable that Sony had hopes that they could leverage him and his accompanying uh, game into a blockbuster franchise. The game enjoyed some significant levels of success and spawned several sequels and spin-offs, but thanks to some design issues, it never quite set the world on fire exactly the way Sony had hoped. Instead of something equivalent to a new Mario, they would wind up with something closer to, say, a new Kirby. But a new second-tier franchise is absolutely nothing to scoff at, and the extremely talented folks at Media Monocle have a ton to be proud of, especially when it comes to this game's, well, rather eclectic soundtrack. Uh, this game is the first one we're talking about on Waveback that deals with licensed music. Little Big Planet incorporated lots of licensed music in addition to a whole mess of original pieces composed specifically for the game. The majority of the tracks you'll be hearing tonight come from a gentleman named Daniel Pemberton. He's known primarily for his work scoring movies like uh, Ridley Scott's The Counselor and more recently Guy Ritchie's Man from Uncle and Danny Boyle's Steve Jobs. He's worked on a few other video games like uh, Connect Adventures, yeah. but Little Big Planet and Little Big Planet 2 were certainly his biggest works. As for the other artists, we'll talk more about them as we uh, come to their individual tracks as the night goes on. And speaking of which, let's go right on to track number one. But before we get started, I want to say that I personally have played very little of the Little Big Planet. That was not intended to be a fun pun. It didn't really work for me from a Game Boy standpoint, even though it was tremendously charming, and I purposely didn't listen to these tracks before the show. So as far as I know, with the exception of one track that I specifically requested to be included because it is awesome, this will be my first time hearing every one of these tracks. So, without further ado, let's do just a little bit more. Vicky, <laughs> what are your, uh, give us a little bit of your history with this game and, and some quick initial thoughts. Well, when did I start playing this game? Uh, probably when it came out, because I actually didn't own a PlayStation 3 until the day before they launched PlayStation 4. 
So I was wow. very late in the game. The only <laughs> way I played this was going to my friends' houses, which is like really cool because it's a fun community game. Yeah, you can play with like people online, but it's like great when you have like all your friends in the room and you're fighting each other and you're smacking each other with the little <laughs> sack boys. They're hilarious. Yeah, what's it? The <laughs> right, the right analog stick yeah. is dedicated entirely to smacking your friends. <laughs> <laughs> and like all of these songs fit like so well with every one of the levels like um oh, i don't want to start yet with the the first song all right, until we well, like then, get into it <laughs> then let then let's just jump right into it then okay um track number one uh, all right. So when I just when I think I have a, a reprieve from mispronouncing Japanese names, track number one is "Volver a Comenzar" by Cafe Tarsuba. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was pretty good. <laughs> Flawless. Uh, Cafe Tars Tarsuba. All right. So the the name is spelled cafe like cafe, and then T A C V B A. They changed the U to a V to avoid like any sort of copyright infringement with the actual cafe that they're named after. So I'm still calling it Tasuba because I don't want to try to pronounce the V. Uh, these guys are a Mexican alt rock band formed in 1989 that is still active today. Uh, so this first track. Uh, is Vol Volver a Comenzar, and we're gonna listen to it right now. Si hiciera una lista de mis errores, de los menores hasta los peores, que expusiera todas las heridas. Los fracasos, desamores y las mentiras Si 
más me puedo llevar La última mudanza debe ser la más ligera Dulce tentación De dejarlo todo Dulce tentación That was the song, Vauvert Arcomanzar. Oh, sure. Show off. <laughs> I'm part Spanish. I can pronounce these things. <laughs> so <laughs> I think this is like the first song that you, or the first level you get to in the game. It's like this fun, cute, like Mexican themed uh, level. Wow, this is the first stage? That means I didn't get past the damn tutorial stage. <laughs> the first stage I played had get it to get it together playing in it, I think. Did it? I think huh. I don't remember. It is I haven't played it since 2008, but like I've never heard this song before. So I mean, <laughs> it's entirely possible I didn't make it out of the tutorial level, but uh I mean, yeah, go go on, keep keep talking. <laughs> I I have things to say. Oh, okay, cool. Um <laughs> So I love this song because of how it starts out. It's just this cute, fun, like Spanish song. Uh, the band actually originated from Mexico. Um, the album that this song was on won, like, I think it was four Gram like Latin Grammys. Really? Yeah, it was huh. very popular. And uh, what else? This, I mean, this has got to be something more recent for them because I mean, yes, they, they started in 89 mm -hmm. and this, this sounds way too clean to have been recorded in 89. Yeah. This is from 2007. Okay. All mm -hmm. right. Um, what else? I had like a whole thing. What happened? <laughs> well, I'll just say that I completely agree with you on liking this song. Mm -hmm. Um, I was really surprised by it. I was kind of, I was kind of taken aback, uh, by the beginning of it just because of the, there was something very abrasive about the, the singer's voice uh, compared to the very, like, so clean it was almost fake sounding guitar. Yeah, and then it's kind once of grungy. It, once it got into it, I was like, oh, 
Oh, this is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I, I, I dig this. It was very, uh, had a very delightful 80s synth sound going on there, which I, I dig uh, throwbacks to, to those kinds of 80s synth uh, grooves and whatnot. I've been listening to a lot of cars lately. So <laughs> like this is kind of right up my alley with where my brain's at right now. But um, then that, that, that slow breakdown in the, in the middle, I did not see that coming. Right. Like, that was really cool. And then the way it's just really, really pretty harmonies and just, just worked great. And then just kind of jumped back in. But I, f- I feel like with a little bit more of a solid groove, it reminded me a lot of, um, uh, the song and structurally speaking, it reminded me a lot of the song "Speak, See, Remember" by Pavement, mm-hmm. and um, I was just kind of getting like a, a Pavement crossed with the Pillows vibe out of this uh, oh this song, God. which was it was really cool. I mm-hmm. was totally unexpected, and uh, I, I was I was quite pleased with this one. <laughs> the um, the song where this album is from, um, it was compared to like classic rock groups. Mm-hmm. Like uh, the Who and the Beach Boys, okay. When they went to like more funk influenced sound, I can definitely hear the like you know the Beach Boys had a mm-hmm. lot of really really well thought out harmonies. I could definitely see where that 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 picks up from. Mm-hmm. Nice. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's a hell of a track one. We're off to a good start here. I'm. Yeah. I I I we're one for one as far as me being impressed with this game soundtrack. So... I tried to balance it out, by the way. So I wanted to like. <laughs> be a little fun and exciting and then like slow it down a bit and then it was a weird balance i had to try to figure out (laughs) there was a lot of thought like making a mixtape you're you're not old enough to have made a mixtape are you uh i knew what they were i mean i was around for (laughs) them i had vhs uh, not vhs god um just a cassette player yes cassettes i had cassettes and i had a cassette player i still have like a bunch of cassettes at home I have them somewhere. I definitely have some of them floating around somewhere. <laughs> I have Green by R.E.M. On, on cassette somewhere in my life. It exists. All right, let's move on to track number two. Okay. This is uh, going to be the first track of the night by our Mr. Daniel Pemberton, or as he has credited himself, the Daniel Pemberton TV Orchestra, which is <laughs> interesting. Um, but this track is called Cries in the Wind. So here we go.
Okay, so that was undeniably beautiful. Uh, <laughs> that was also the second track that has an actual resolution, which is interesting. I'm curious how many of these songs are going to have, because you know a lot of video game music loops consistently, and the, I was assuming that the Pemberton songs were all going to be things that loop, and yet this one ended. Very interesting. <laughs> but I'm going to take a stab at what kind of level this was in, and you tell me if I'm right. So when it first started, the first thing that popped in my head was Luigi's Mansion. So I was thinking Haunted House. But then all the vocals came in. And for some reason, I was, I was just like drawn to images of like uh, Castlevania Symphony of the Night. And so I'm assuming, I'm thinking that this is taking place in some sort of dark yet sparkly cave. How far off am I? Um, not very far off. The, it you get this song in um, the level's called the collector. It's the final level of the wilderness, which um, it's the last area and little big planet, and it's in like a snowy level. So snowy, yes. okay. So yeah, hmm. night nighttime or daytime? Daytime, daytime. Really? Like, it's very like a mystical song. Oh, that's so cool. Because <laughs> like I'm, I was getting. I was getting either cave or outer space. From that <laughs> so I'm like the, the image that was, that was coming up was some sort of dark backdrop with something sparkling in front of it. But now that you're saying snowy and during daytime, I could totally, totally get ice and cold out of that too. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's very interesting. What, what, a, what a fascinating little piece that was. After listening to it again, it made me think of Metal Gear Solid. Okay. Well, there was. They did have tracks like that. There was, they did, and there was definitely a lot of outdoor snowiness. Yeah. The first Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> of course, usually there's outdoor. I, whenever I think of the outdoor snowy parts of Metal Gear Solid, I think of the um, sniper wolf shooting me. <laughs> I got stuck there for a little while, and I, that was a bad time. Love that game, though. Um, yeah. Wow. What a um, very ambient. Very. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's Very... what he's known for. Yeah, yeah. Lots of ambience. Yes. I did not see Man from Uncle or oh his, my any God. of the other movies he's worked on. Man was it, from was it good? Uncle was fantastic. I loved it. A lot of people did not like it. Yeah. Because yeah, they I... compared it to the old TV show. Which I've never seen, so I haven't either. I've heard of I it. <laughs> don't like I've heard of it, mm-hmm. but I've never seen the old show, so I don't really have anything to go on. I heard it was fun, but yeah. I mean it just having a toddler i don't get out to see movies all that often and that one really just just wasn't even close to the radar but boy oh boy that was cool uh any more things to say on that before we move on no i am good we may move on okay uh i i have to point out that vicky chose the track order and i want to know if it was purpose that song two was track three <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> I was actually like thinking about that. I'm like, should I switch that? And I'm like, no, no, I'm good. This That's, this is like this a, a, a midway point song, kind of. All right, all right. So this one is a uh, is is called Song Two by DJ Crush, who is a relatively prolific Japanese DJ and producer, and has been working in the scene since 1985. I was four, so good <laughs> on this guy uh, for for kicking some ass for a long time yeah he's 53 now wow badass Mm -hmm. all right so this song is called song two and the only other song i know called song two 
is Blur's song too, which is that woohoo song. Oh my god! So that's what I'm, that song was. I'm gonna go ahead and assume that this is going to be a funky cover of that, and I'm probably very wrong. <laughs> so. Uh, strap yourself in for the next four minutes and 56 seconds. This is a bit of a long one. Here is Song 2 by DJ Crush.
right, so the first thing that I have to say about this track, uh, and and I'm curious how, how much this will stick around for the rest of the rest of the show, but whoever was at Media Molecule who was in charge of sound design, of, of piecing all this music together, has definitely played Donkey Kong Country before. Um, because... <laughs> What this is doing is something that uh, the Donkey Kong series, specifically the first one, and then coming back for uh, Returns and Tropical Freeze, is what David Wise did with the Donkey Kong Country series was take uh, this relatively goofy material of, you know, you've got this giant monkey, and he's collecting bananas and bopping all weird creatures with giant eyeballs. But the music was approached very seriously, like, listening to, to stuff like Aquatic Ambience or Stickerbrush Symphony. Like, these are legitimately gorgeous and intricate works of music. And the way that they match the very uh, fantastic backgrounds of uh, within the game is such a, a, a remarkable contrast, especially when you, you think of something like Super Mario Brothers or Sonic the Hedgehog that really pioneered the side-scrolling platforming genre, especially uh, in the 16-bit era when it comes came to music was starting to get a lot more intricate and that contrast in Donkey Kong Country I had never seen before and it handled it incredibly well and I, I, I don't you don't really see it since even within Rare's own games with stuff like even Donkey Kong 64 or uh, Banjo-Kazooie you didn't really see that the the music continued to take on a very light-hearted feel this is outstanding um just the way that, because I know what Little Big Planet looks like, and you're always running around as that goofy little sack boy, you know, and it's it's very expressive, but it's it's still a, a goofy little sack <laughs> with with eyes and a <laughs> dumb smile on it, and there's all sorts of goofy slapstick stuff happening, but this music is not like you would never hear this song in a Super Mario game, like you would not hear something this uh, incredibly well pieced together. And um, just just that that feeling that this seems to invoke is I, I have a tremendous amount of respect for whoever was at Media Molecule who, Molecule who was in charge of uh, assigning the music to the stages. They've done a spectacular job with this music. Um, the, the other notes that I came up with was, again, that it started very, very ambient with a Japanese flair, and then that beat drops... <laughs> I was not expecting that. <laughs> I should be expecting that because it is by a you know DJ Crush, and uh, with a name like that and a history like his, I would assume that there should probably be a beat. But it still, just kind of uh, hit me out of nowhere, and um, it was very. I'd I'd say somewhere around the halfway point, I started to think that I was going to get bored with the song, and then everything cut back down. And I was like, okay, we're doing a little breakdown. But then they introduced new elements uh, for the second half of the song. And it's it was it had slightly more of a, some sort of distortion effect on one of those. Uh, I wish I knew what the name of the instrument was. It was it's some sort of Japanese string instrument. Uh, maybe and, the, oh God, ko, not Kodo. Um, they have a, it's like a guitar kind of. Yeah, and yeah. And it's like a square. Um, yes, Bass, and then a very long is. neck. The the long necked square Japanese instrument. Yeah, that one. <laughs> that thing. Uh, but it seemed to be running through uh, some sort of distortion type effect. I was was really really interesting, and and every time I thought the song was going to get boring, they introduced either subtly or just really heavy some sort of new new uh, element that kept me interested. So, 
Uh, this is another huge thumbs up for me. This this track was awesome. Uh, I'm glad you liked it. <laughs> it feels like one of those songs that you could like. I would think someone would get bored of, but it's just like it's so relaxing. Um, his genre's music is actually trip hop. <laughs> I didn't know that was a genre. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> it's um, <laughs> apparently it's more like psychedelic music. Okay, all right, I can see that. But it's just it flows so well. Um, but the level is a Japanese level. It's oh yes, <laughs> and with that instrumentation, if it was anything else, it would probably seem a little odd. Yeah. Are there torches? Uh yes. Yeah, that and was, that was that was the only real image that kept popping into my head was was a torch mm-hmm. and some sort of Japanese themed level, but some sort of fire fire was was what just kept kept coming to mind and not like you know violent fire like when we're talking about fireman stage and megaman just something more more calming mm-hmm. like an outdoor torch uh that, that was the only that was the imagery that this this brought to my head so i guess he did a damn good job mm-hmm. i'm glad that you got like such a great feeling from that oh it was great it mm-hmm. was really great the you know, it's it, it, it's it's a very simple simple style of song. Um, and in fact, I mentioned David Wise earlier, and he's done a few things like that, where you you start off with one sort of repeating element and then add different things to mm-hmm. it. And that Japanese kind of bell type sound that they had going on there. And there was a, a point in the, the second breakdown where the timing got all screwy. Yeah, like it was very intentionally just started just started the the timing started just falling apart, and then mm-hmm. he brought it right back together with the when the beat came back in. This was a, a genius number. Very 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 cool stuff. You're gonna like the next one. It's really fun. It's easily my favorite title on the list. All right. <laughs> so this one we're we're back to Daniel Pemberton, uh, TV orchestra. And that track number four is called Flirty Cha-Cha. So uh, (laughs) let's just jump right in. Here is Flirty Cha-Cha by the Daniel Pemberton TV Orchestra.
really liked that song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really did. I really did. This is actually on the album of all of the unreleased songs from Little Big Planet. So this is in the game. It just wasn't released on the soundtrack? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. One of those. This, this song is way too good to not have been in the game. I tell know. Me about, tell me more about this. I, it I really, like, say. it. this feels like it could have been, like, the theme for Little Big Planet. Like... It's really cute and cheerful and super upbeat. <laughs> and you're like, man, this is like Sackboy's theme song. That little goofy thing. That This is what I think of when I he- like play Little Big Planet. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm? So I, I got a very different kind of feel out of this. Really? One. Yeah. This, uh, this makes me want to buy stuff. This, uh, <laughs> this is shop music to me. Oh, my God. Like, I, if because I all right, so I guess I'm conditioned, right? Mm-hmm. Because uh, I spent a ton of time in the Wii Shop channel, and oh, <laughs> that had that kind of music. But yes. even more so, this uh, was was just calling back in my head the phenomenal shop music from Ocarina of Time. Uh, oh my god! I just the whole time I'm listening to this, I'm like, this mm-hmm. this is just reminding me of a '50s grocery store, and I absolutely <laughs> love it because it's like it. It's, I don't know. So it, it's got that kind of like trilly, the the flute trills that mm-hmm. are going on there. Yep. And it just it is totally 50s ad campaign kind of stuff. <laughs> and uh, I just kept thinking of like a tile floor at a grocery store in the 50s and like someone, some voiceover like selling me uh, some canned corn or something like that. Oh my God. And, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm just smiling ear to things. ear the whole time. <laughs> And then, like, halfway through, that little organ bit comes in. I'm like, oh, so now I'm in a roller skating rink. Awesome. <laughs> the whole thing just had this really pleasant 50s vibe to it. I, I love it. But it, it's really interesting that you would say that this feels like a, a theme. And I guess it's I, – I mean, obviously, you have more time in this game than mm-hmm. I do. So, uh, But when I think of what made me want to buy this game, uh, because I did, the moment it was available – I bought the shit out of this game. I I wanted to love this game so much, and it was because of our um, uh, the combination of all the charm that came with the visual style. I loved the Sackboy character. Um, I heard that the game was to be voiced over by um, uh, Stephen Fry, mm-hmm. and uh, in the first trailer was the the last song that we're going to listen to tonight, uh, and that combination of all that stuff was what really made me really made me jump all over this. But when I think of Little Big Planet, I think of uh the last track of that we're gonna listen to tonight, which is a very different song from this song. Uh from Flirty Cha Cha. So th- that's a really, really interesting thing there. But I can totally see where you're coming from because that character himself, Sackboy, is all very like, you know, he he's goofy and kind yeah. of flirty. Like mm-hmm. with the tongue hanging out of his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> And um, I, I, I will get more to it when we actually listen to the last track, which is a, a I love that song. But <laughs> you know, what? I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna write down my thoughts on that because I have other thoughts that I, I, I want to talk about, but I don't want to really mess around with that until we get to track number eight. So, okay. um, do you have anything else to, to throw in for flirty cha cha before we no, move I'm on? No, I'm good. <laughs> okay, so, uh, well, since we don't have anything else, we're going to move on to our track number five, which is again by Mr. Daniel Pemberton. And this track is called Leaders of Men. So I'm expecting something. I am expecting at least one trumpet sound. So let's see <laughs> if I am correct. Track number five, 
Leaders of Men. that you don't even like get to play a level in it's a song you have to unlock by doing like a specific thing oh that's such a that's a damn shame i know (laughs) this was this is remarkable this was so good um all right, so I, I don't know how I'm going to edit this together, but as soon as I said the trumpet thing and this thing started off with the trumpet, I like spazzed out. I was like, yes, I called it on the trumpet because it's called Leaders of Men. How could you not have a song called Leaders of Men with the whole Pied Piper tie-in thing? It could just There has to be trumpet, but I was not expecting where this song went after that at all. Trumpet at right all. in the beginning. Yeah, it's just like he's this killer trumpet solo, and then mm-hmm. it just busts into this funk reggae beat with like 
these killer snare fills, just like what were those just, kazoos? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I wrote. Kazoo and killer snare fills. That's what I wrote down <laughs> as I was listening to this. But it was almost like a, a kazoo, but pl- being played on a turntable, like the way that they had control over the the pitch mm-hmm. and whatnot over it was oh, it was such a brilliant little sound. But the way that it kept with it's so it starts off exactly what I would expect this song to sound like, mm-hmm. being called "Leaders of Men." It's got a very kind of royal, military type theme like feel to it, and then it just goes goofball kazoo reggae <laughs> but then it layers that military stuff back on top of it and it's just funky as hell mm-hmm. and oh god it was just it was spectacular and it was goofy but then what really got me like so i'm 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 bopping my head up and down the whole time i'm listening to this. i'm like <laughs> this is this is fantastic this is so much fun and then at the end they hit you with that muted trumpet mm-hmm. and i'm like oh Oh, so you've got some jazz in here too. Yep. That's so awesome. <laughs> and then the muted trumpet and the military trumpet start playing at the same time. And man, this Daniel Pemberton guy is like just climbing up my list of people to people to listen yeah, to. Yeah, he has like whole. a wide range of just all kinds of sounds. Yeah, really, really pulling it together mm-hmm. here. This is um man, I can't believe this is something you have to unlock. That's I know. This it's is very this unfortunate. Is really, really good. Really, really good track here. Um wow. All right. So this is this is going pretty well. You're mm-hmm. uh, you're five for five with yes. this one. <laughs> five for five. Let's see if we can take it all the way home here. Woo. We've got one more by Daniel Pemberton. This is gonna be his last track of the night. Daniel, you'll you will be missed. <laughs> Um, so let's see if you're going out on a win. I already like the name. This track is called The Orb of Dreamers. Here we go.
we're getting towards the end of this, but this was actually the intro for a little big planet. Um, it's, yeah, I know. <laughs> when you first start the game, this is right in the beginning. This ha oh okay all right I actually think I actually kind of remember that now is <laughs> there is there outer space involved yeah okay you're all in right. like your little weird spaceship kind of thing and you're just oh, chilling in okay, there all right and you can choose all your your characters and your stickers and whatnot to put on your character and you're doing to this lovely peaceful music wow oh mm -hmm. my god yeah I forgot until you mentioned that I forgot that I had actually heard this song it didn't really sound familiar to me but now that you're saying the things about like picking the stickers and and the little ship yeah oh man that's really coming back to me mm -hmm. huh all right um what else oh my god i read about this today when i was looking up some stuff about the song um this person named c418 who does the ost for minecraft they think that he stole this song from Daniel Pemberton. Because yeah. one of the songs in the soundtrack sounds exactly like it. <laughs> so there's like a big fight going on right now. Really? Yep. Wow. All for well, some I mean, beautiful ambient music. <laughs> Little Big Planet definitely outdates Minecraft. <laughs> yeah. This What was funny to me was as this started, mm -hmm. um... It obviously it veers off very quickly, but there's some structural similarities and melodic similarities uh, in the beginning of this song to "Kiss the Girl" from The Little Mermaid. Oh my god! And it just <laughs> That's that like, as soon as I started, I'm singing that song along to this song as it's going, and it, it kind of worked pretty well. So, uh, <laughs> what about Guile's theme? Oh well, that goes with everything. <laughs> Man, we're we're gonna have fun when we do a Street Fighter two. Oh episode. yeah, it's gonna be great. <laughs> yeah, I've I've been thinking about that one too. That's that's gonna be a hard one, just because I mean, what version do you go with? Like, of course, there's the arcade version, mm -hmm. but the Super Nintendo one was my first version. Oh, podcast for another podcast. Yes. All right, so <laughs> uh, the Orb of Dreamers. That was a it was a pretty cool song. Mm -hmm. I mean, very very dreamy, very uh, awe inspiring. Uh, really good for setting the stage, uh, which. Until you pointed it out, it was like I was just thinking this was some kind of spacey level. But, you know, now that I think about it, this really does work well for setting the stage of what kind of game you're about to get into. It's very imagination inspiring, um, which is what they want you, what the game wants out of you as the player mm -hmm. uh, for this game. So, well, another, another, another good call. Oh, okay. Uh, should we go on to the next one? I, yeah, if, okay. if you got nothing else, then no, I got nothing I'm good. else. Yeah, I mean, I don't have a ton to say about it. It's it's mm -hmm. pretty straightforward. It's It was a good track. It just wasn't nearly as interesting as Leaders of Men, because yeah. what on earth could possibly be that interesting? I don't know. I think I, I guess I messed up the, the pacing. <laughs> no, no, pacing-wise, this sounds, this this was this is good placement. I, I commend, I commend you for having the boldness to put Leaders of Men before this one. <laughs> All right, so let's see. The next track is called "My Patch" by Jim Noir, who is a solar uh, a a solar a solar artist. He's powered by the sun. No, <laughs> he's a solo artist whose music has been heard on lots of things, uh, from ranging from an episode of Grey's Anatomy to advertising for the World Cup. Uh, so clearly, this guy is far more successful than I am. Uh, <laughs> which isn't really that hard to do. So, 
let's go ahead and listen to it. This is My Patch by Jim Noir. to scream or something <laughs> there was lots of screaming in that <laughs> there was oh my god i forgot that i knew this song like <laughs> i it started up and I, I was like that scream i was was not expecting that made mm-hmm. me laugh but then like it started i was like oh shit this song i forgot that i knew this song and i liked this song um but i've never heard the whole version of it before because i know the song from the trailer for little big planet yeah so, Fantastic. This was the second trailer I saw. I don't know what the actual order was, because they released like a couple of trailers for this game the year they showed it off at E3. Yeah. But I distinctly remember this song being played at my Game Crazy when I was working there a lot of times. 
and, and it was a very it's a very catchy tune um it is thumbs up it's mm-hmm. it's got a very beck vibe where it's like here's here's a hook and now we're gonna play with it for three minutes and then it's gonna be done mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah i get that vibe <laughs> this level actually takes place in a cave just so really yeah oh. where did you think it would be <laughs> I didn't imagine this was even in a level, really. Oh, yeah, this is one of the songs that's in the game. Huh. For a yeah, level. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just imagining it in the trailer and maybe, like, during some kind of menu or something. Huh. No. Oh, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, did I say it's Meerkat Kingdom? I might have. Anyway, um, <laughs> there's parts where you can see the savanna in the background, actually. Really? Yep. That's fascinating. That's that's not how I imagine would imagine a level with this song in it at all. Uh, I do find it fascinating that now I know this song is called My Patch mm-hmm. because I remember when we were in the store, we would hear this track and we'd be like, is he staying, saying step on my bush? What the <laughs> hell is this guy talking about? My Patch, yep. which doesn't make more sense, but it does make a little more sense. So... Good on you, Jim Noir. Ah, was, this was this was a good tune. This was a, uh, you know, um, I, I was I was certainly happy to hear it and now know what it is and where it comes from. Um, but you know, it's it's certainly not the most interesting track of the night. But it was no. it's definitely uh, a good hook. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, th- thumbs up, thumbs up from me. Not not as emfa- emphatic as some of the others, but a, a certain thumbs up from me. It's got more of that Japanese square guitar in it too. It sounds like. Oh, that's, that's very plucky guitar yeah. sound that was going on there. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Mm-hmm. Continuity. Yes. Huzzah. Oh, wow. They, we have a theme. We do. Japanese square guitar. We don't know what it's called. I'm going to look it up right now. Good plan. Good plan. <laughs> okay. We can go um, on the next song, too. All right. Well, we're on to the last track of the evening, which is... Um, I'm still going to say it's my favorite track of the evening, even though I've heard some really, really impressive music tonight. Uh, This song is called Get It Together by The Go Team. And this song accompanied my very first uh, very first exposure to Little Big Planet because this music was playing in the trailer that I saw. Or was it gameplay? No, it was a trailer that this music was playing in. And I absolutely fell in love with it. So I I have a ton to say about this music, but uh, if you haven't heard it, let's listen to it right now. Here is Get It Together by The Go Team.
piece of music. And <laughs> that's not the only song from the Go Team on this in this game. And it's not even the best song on the album that this comes from. Um, all right, so what I was getting to earlier when we were talking about uh, the the feeling of this game. This track in particular makes me made me feel what I wanted to feel for this game that really matched the aesthetic to it was a very um, almost I don't know if melancholy is the right word because it's a very happy song, but there's just this this ever ever so slight twinge to um, it, it, it. Let's see if I'm I'm wording this right. Sackboy looks used, you know what I mean? He looks ever like very loved, very lovingly used and and ever so slightly damaged. And this music, uh the Go Team's audio aesthetic matches that look, the very home piece cobbled together with blocks of wood and crayons and string that this whole game encapsulates so incredibly well. And this song really has that feeling to it, like with the the slightly out of tune flute that that plays this this beautiful beautiful melody and it's like it's all being cobbled together and this is um something that the go team does does very very well which is why their their sound is so unique i I actually think i'm pretty sure their first record was recorded in somebody's kitchen um they're they're a rock band from brighton england and their sound incorporates uh 90s style guitar tracks coupled with samples from like old Bollywood recordings and a lot of like double Dutch chants, which you, you get a little bit at the, at the end where there's like the yelling of go and whatnot at the end. Um, and this, the, like I, this song in particular was just like a revelation to me. I was like, I need to know what this song is. I need this song in my life. And I went out and bought this album based just off of this song. I went out and, and, and paid for that CD. Like I had to have it. Um, and I didn't regret it at all because this whole record is like this kind of just weird, no like straightforward uh, lyrics at all. It's all these weird chants and stuff. It's so, so entertaining, so energetic and so heartfelt. But and that's really what what kind of made me fall in love with Little Big Planet in the first place and why I was so disappointed that I didn't actually enjoy playing the game because of the the physics based platforming was not fun. Like I, I just think the game controls terribly and I wasn't inspired to create levels. Um, I wish that I was, uh, but the first game that ever really did that to me was uh, super Mario maker because I, I've always come in contact with level creation tools and I've never been very inspired to create until super Mario maker. And this game, I really, really wanted to love because of all the things I mentioned before the, the, the brilliant aesthetics, the, incomparable adorability of Sackboy and the the pairing with this amazing music that we've listened to tonight like the music is all over the map and I really feel like this song in particular is just the ultimate encapsulation of that used toy loved toy feeling that uh that at least that the little big planet meant to me uh and that's why I freaking love this song uh so very much what what do you think of this song? How am I supposed to follow with that? <laughs> what the hell, man? It's like you just you threw me under the bus. I'm I sorry. can't follow. <laughs> it was beautiful. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> it makes me think of the game. <laughs> well, now you're even since you showed me up with all that Spanish talk. <laughs> <laughs> it was just three words. What are the 
because it's letter A. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> um, ditto. <laughs> <laughs> I had never heard of, well, I've heard of this band, obviously, from the game, but I had never heard any of their other songs. I've only heard this one, so, um, alright, so later on in the third Little Big Planet, this makes me think of a band that I love that's featured in the third one. And they are? They are Shogu Tokumaru, mm. and he's amazing. All of his music uses like children's instruments. Like in this one, nice, I heard nice. the little little train kind of horn thing. Oh, yeah, the train yeah. whistle. So train they have whistle, that. Yeah. They have like the cute little xylophone stuff like that. And it's just it's really fun, happy music. Like you think this is what this game's all about? Fun, happy times. I yo, you're absolutely right. It just it's it, that that kind of. It is. It's it's very fun and happy times. It's it's immediately nostalgic, mm -hmm. which was interesting because it was something. It was a, a type of sound that I had never heard before. Yet I was immediately nostalgic for it, which is really quite an impressive feat. I'm trying to look up. I swear there was more than one song from them in this in this game. I'm trying to look up uh, what that other song is. I think it might be Lady Flash, but I could be wrong. Um, Either way, uh, find go, go find this album. Uh, it's called <laughs> uh, uh, Thunder Lightning Strike. That's a very epic title for an album. Yeah. I, I I will give it to you okay. uh, as soon as this is over. Um, uh, I, I will not distribute it for free throughout the courses of the internet to everybody because I'm not a horrible person and <laughs> these people deserve your money. Look them up on iTunes, the Go Team, uh, Thunder Lightning Strike. It is really, really good album. Um, geez, uh, I thank you, Vicky, for uh, choosing this game. You you picked one hell of a game to start your uh, your run with, and because I never would have thought to do this game because uh, it left, uh, I, you know, I, I didn't play it that much, and I lean so much more towards uh, the retro type stuff that um, you know, it just it it wouldn't uh, it was not even on my radar of games to do. And when you mentioned, it, I was like, oh, that's really interesting. Um, so. Yeah, good on you. Well Thank done. Thank you. <laughs> so, uh, any any closing thoughts before we uh, before we go? Um, thank you for having me on my first like hosting or choosing of a <laughs> a video game. It was very fun. Awesome. Many I'm more to come. Fun. Many more to come. Uh, all right, so that's our show. Tune in next time. Oh boy. I'm really excited about next time. Next time we are celebrating the 30th anniversary of The Legend of Zelda <gasps> by listening to and comparing the NES, Famicom Disk System, and BSX Satellaview versions of the iconic original game's release. Uh, it's really, really interesting because the original Zelda doesn't have a ton of music in it, so we're going to make a whole episode by listening to the different versions of these songs that have been released over the years. And... Believe me, it is some interesting stuff. If you've never heard the music come out of a Famicom disc system. You don't know what you're missing. Missing. <laughs> uh, but anyway, um, we want to hear your thoughts and memories of The Legend of Zelda or of Little Big Planet. Uh, any any feedback at all? We love to hear. 
Uh, we're on iTunes. G- go give us a listen. Give us a five-star review because anything less would just be cruel. Uh, <laughs> but seriously, it helps people find uh, it helps people find our podcast. And sharing incredible video game music is what we're about. So uh, if you have any questions or, or thoughts, you can send them to mail at geekade.com. And while you're at it, check out all our social media channels, which you should totally follow, like, and or subscribe to if you haven't already. And be sure to check out all the other great content we have on our site over at geekade.com. Thank you again for listening. On behalf of Vicky and myself, good night. <laughs>